Hello, listeners. I want to share an amazing resource with you. It's called Hello Divorce. Founded by a lawyer and certified family law specialist, Hello Divorce can help you no matter where you are in your divorce process. So whether you're just getting started or if you're near the end but have stalled out and need help to get over the finish line, Hello Divorce can help. They provide full-service divorce support, and they can handle divorces of all kinds, all net worths, and with or without children. It's completely online, convenient, and they offer you support all the way through. Their clients get divorced in one-third the time and at one-tenth the typical cost. So go to hellodivorce.com backslash beyond and receive $100 off the cost of their services. And I want you to know, Erin Levine, who's my friend and the CEO and founder of Hello Divorce, was a guest on episode 197 entitled, Get the FYI on DIY Divorce. So be sure to go check it out. We'll link in the show notes. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Once I let go of that and I started seeing how divorce can be normalized, as I've heard you say that phrase quite often, is what's on the other side is is so much potential. Having that blank canvas, oh, it's it's the best. It really is. And it's hard to see it when you're in your midlife. And it's hard to see, but I can tell you that you know, at no time have I ever lost when I bet on myself. Not once. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I am joined again by our friend, Wendy Sterling. Hello, Wendy. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, hello, Susan. I'm thrilled to be here. I was just looking back on my old episodes, and I'm just coming up, I think, on like number 200 and when the podcast started, you were episode number three. You were you were divorce rehab might just be the kick in the ass you need was <laughs> was episode three. Now we're on almost actually when this one comes out, you might end up being episode number 200 or very close to it. Um, so I'm thrilled to have you back. There is one more episode, everyone, that Wendy came uh, to do besides divorce rehab being the kick in the ass that you need. Uh, but then you also came back for a special bonus episode about a year ago, co-parenting the quicksand of divorce. And is it, isn't it just exactly that? Yes. But now you have a book. Your book just launched and you're here visiting to share your book. I can't wait to dive into it. It's called Divorce Sucks, Now What? And you and I have known each other long enough that we've basically known each other, or at least I've known you through a lot of divorce sucks and the now what. Yes. And I have to tell you, when I saw the title of the book, I was surprised 
because I know what you think of divorce. And it's not necessarily that divorce sucks. So tell me a little bit, and and listeners, you're going to understand this as we talk about it, or if you have listened (laughs) to the other episodes with Wendy, you'll understand. But tell me about, you know, the genesis of the title. Yeah. So the genesis of the title, it's very, very true. I mean, you know, Susan and everyone who follows me and knows me, I'm all about talking about how my divorce was a gift and it happened for me. But that doesn't mean that when it first happened that I didn't go, man, this sucks. So now what am I supposed to do? And I say that because none of us walk down the aisle thinking that we need a plan B. And here I was in my 40s realizing that the plan I had 20 years prior, (laughs) I needed a plan B. And it was something that I didn't have a roadmap for. And so really what the title is intended to say to people is that, hey, yeah, this sucks. And the rest of us who have walked this path before you have got some really great advice on how to do it. And with what my book teaches, it's really about the steps that I took that accelerated my process, right? I I made a lot of mistakes in my divorce healing process. So you're welcome for having done the work. And because of that, what I now have is that 2020 hindsight that so many of us wish that we could see when we're in the thick of it. And so what my book title is really intended to do is to say, like, I've got you, I've got your back, because by the end of this, you are going to be your best, most empowered version of yourself. And you're going to be living that life that you dream of having today. That's what I said. I was why I said I was surprised because (laughs) I know that you now hindsight looking in the rearview mirror would not say that divorce sucks. I know I would not say that divorce sucks, but the process of divorce, the going through that process Of course, of course that sucks. But you and I were just talking before we got taping here. We've known each other, as I mentioned, for a number of years. You've had your very successful coaching practice. Uh, Now you're a best-selling author on the topic. Uh, For anyone who does not know, wendysterling.net is where to go if you want to find out more about Wendy. Of course, that will be in the show notes. Um, But... In fact, you said the phrase that I think is so key, and I think of every single time I think of you, divorce is the gift that I gave to myself. And it has turned out to be oh so true. We were talking, and didn't you say something along the lines of, if I, you know, my life is just about exactly what I would want it to be right now today, right? 100%. You know, when I was going through the process, I kept saying how my ex-husband, you know, kept gifting me with more aspects of my business because I kept having to learn so many more and new things because like, you know, when you get married, you don't take a course on divorce or co-parenting or communicating with an ex or sharing custody or any of this stuff. And so, you know, what I've been able to do over the last six and a half, almost seven years of from the day that we first separated was really be able to stand in a place now where I can look back and go, thank God this happened. Thank God the universe smacked me upside the head with a two by four because it woke me up. I was so dead asleep at the wheel of my life. And I look at where I am today. I mean, we were just talking about it, right? Like 
My boys are in a great place. They're happy. I'm in a great place with my business, with my relationship, with the bonus kids that I've inherited through my relationship, you know, with my family, with my friends. I mean, just the the whole world that I've been able to create is the one I wanted to have, but I couldn't do it while I was still married to my ex-husband. And don't get me wrong, at the time I was I was willing to do anything to keep him. And I talk about that even in the book that I was gonna stay just for my kids because I was so tied to, well, I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want to be the D word that everybody talks about. And so, you know, once I let go of that and I started, you know, seeing how divorce can be normalized, as I've heard you say that phrase quite often, is what's on the other side is is so much potential having that blank canvas. Oh, it's it's the best. It really is. And it's hard to see it when you're in your midlife and you know, dreams and bank accounts that are that are in play Draining. here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to see, but I can tell you that, you know, at no time have I ever lost when I bet on myself. Not once. Think about that phrase right there. And and you're talking about that blank canvas. And that that just so resonates with me because I'm always talking about the opportunity that divorce provides, that opportunity to create a new future. And that's where you sit today, right? That's where Wendy is as she's talking to you today. And I love it because I have always believed, I know they say you can't learn from other people's mistakes. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. But yes, you can. If you open your mind and you and you listen and you you take in their knowledge. And that's really what's in the book, right? That's what you're giving people. It's sort of a, a roadmap, should I say, yeah. to how to plot that new future. Yeah, you know, uh, call it a roadmap, call it a blueprint, whatever works for you guys. But essentially, it is the five steps that I took. It is the five steps that I have walked hundreds of women through who are lucky enough to now be on the other side. And you know, we make it so hard <laughs> and it doesn't have to be right. I did the hard work. I did the wrong things and I also did the right things. It takes more than just listening to a podcast or even to be honest, like reading a book. What it takes is the mindset to want to shift and the mindset to say, I need help. I can't do this by myself because I was that person. I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do it by myself. I can do this. If I can, you know, build a multi-million dollar region in corporate America, I can figure out this divorce emotional stuff. Well, let me clue you guys in. I'm a smart person, but that was not working for me. You know, I was in therapy. I was doing all those things, but nothing was working. And it really wasn't until I learned multiple modalities that really helped me to shift and move through the roller coaster of divorce, of the emotions of it, right? You know, Susan, we've even been on panels together where we've talked about the importance of having a team. Divorce requires a team and it's not just legal and financial, but it's also emotional. And the emotional aspect, at least for me and the clients that I tend to attract includes, yes, I'm life coach certified and that's really what shifted everything for me, but I'm also energy certified. I'm a, I'm a certified advanced theta healer. I'm also 
also a certified sound healer. I work with a lot of different energy modalities that involve frequency shifts. So I work with clients along that. And those are all of the elements that helped me to shift that much more quickly because one thing wasn't working by itself. So until you understand kind of how one supports the other, it's really, you know, it's frustrating because you're like, why am I still stuck? I hear this all the time, even from women who have been on the other side for years. Why am I still stuck? Why do I still feel this way? And, and the first question I ask is, well, what have you done? And what they always tell me is therapy, yep. you know, listening to podcasts, and none of them include life coaching, energy work, none of it. And so the differential that I talk about in my book is that when you put this like, you know, this concoction together of all these different areas, just even within the emotional spectrum, that's what really makes a difference. And what that holds you to is what I'm known for, which is my tough love accountability. I hold my clients to the fire. You give me your word, I give you my word, right? And and if you don't have somebody pushing you or telling you what it is that you need to hear that your friends are not telling you, yeah, you're going to stay stuck. And I'm yeah. not here to be your friend. I'm here to love you and to be your biggest cheerleader, but I am not here for you to like me. I am here for you to get on your path of living the life that you want, because I'm going to guess that the lack mentality life that you're living is not working for you. So that's, that's really what I talk through in the book. That's it's making me remember why I named that first episode kick in the ass. Yes. <laughs> Cause that is that's Wendy. Me. Yeah. She's the, she is the kick in the ass coach, but, yes. but it's so true because you know, it's interesting. So much of what you just said really strikes a spark with me because I was the same when I went through my divorce, right? I was a divorce attorney getting divorced. I don't need any help. This is what I do for a living. And that is that was so wrong. That was so completely wrong (laughs) that unfortunately for me, you know, on one side, I could think through and manage, you know, the division of assets. And we didn't have children, but we did have dogs with a four page parenting plan for our dogs. I mean, we you know, you want to make something more complicated than it needs to be. Talk about your dogs. But what I did not have any experience managing because they don't teach it in law school. And I think this is somewhere where really intelligent people often struggle is we think we can think our emotions into control. Yes. And everything that you're just talking about with energy and sound and listening to pot, I mean, we all take in information and make changes and shifts and do work internally in a variety of different ways. And part of what you have to be able to do in this very scary, very confusing, very overwhelming time in your life of divorce is find those pathways that are going to help you grow into that new future and even envision it because you will, if you do not do that, end up like you just said, one of those women who, who gets stuck or men, you know, I have men who listen as well and who get stuck like that woman. Everybody knows my story about the lady at the cocktail party who told me the whole story about her divorce and then, and how horrible her ex was and what an ass he was and the, the whore he was sleeping with. Well, it turns out that was 27 years ago and he'd been married to the other woman for 20 years. But the woman I was talking to was still in that space and time 27 years ago. Yeah. So your your gift 
is and and the and the gift of the book may not be to actually fix everything for you. It's to bring you the awareness and to tell you the steps you can follow to get there so that you can go through your steps of whatever your process might be. Cause it's different for everyone, isn't it? It is. I mean, at the root, we all have, uh, you know, the negative beliefs. We have the negative critics that, you know, are talking to us. You know, we are all kind of on the hamster wheel of exactly what you just said about your client, right? That you are constantly living in the past. You know, I, I did that. Like I was living there too. And then one day I would listen to something and go, okay, I'm going to change. And then, you know, I would change at one point and then I would revert back and then I would go, oh, never mind, this doesn't work, right? And then you look for something new. Well, it's not that it didn't work. It's that, oh, look, you had the awareness that it didn't work. So you're actually starting to change the behavior, right? So, well, we all come to this with different different stories and we all come into divorce, you know, with, with different, different stages. The emotional roller coaster that you're on is, is a little bit similar. However, what everybody experiences that is the same is that You've got to unlearn decades worth of thinking and behavior to learn how to do it differently. And that doesn't take a 30-minute something or reading a book. What it takes is somebody being there with you, guiding you every step of the way. And that's the differentiator, right? The differentiator in your healing happening faster is if you invest in doing the work. It takes work. And if anybody tells you that after a four-week course, you're going to be healed, that's not how this works. I hate to break it to you. And, you know, apologies to anyone you've had on your podcast, but it doesn't work like that. You it know? does not. And it takes time. Like, how many years were you married? You think after four months, you're going to be fine? I was married for 16 years. I was with my ex-husband for 23. And it took me three years. Three mm -hmm. years. And that was because a year and a half of it, I was being stubborn. Imagine if I stopped being stubborn, where I would have been after even just a year. And that's the gift I'm trying to pay forward to people is you're worth investing in to shift. A year of your life is nothing compared to the number of years that you were training your mind to think in a really unhealthy way. A year of thinking in a healthy way and transforming your life and manifesting what it is that you want on the other side is priceless to me. Priceless. I say kind of in the slogan of my book, like when you walk down that aisle from I do to I'm divorced, don't you want somebody holding your hand along the way or you want to keep doing it by yourself? Like, how's it going? Be real with yourself. How's it working for you? Because if it's not, then what are you going to do to change it? Because nobody is going to hand you, you know, something and say like, go do this. You have to take the initiative and do it yourself. Otherwise it's never going to happen. Hey listeners, I want to take a minute to share some exciting news with you. You all know my wonderful friend, Bella Gandhi, America's and Divorce and Beyond's favorite dating expert. You've seen her all the time on Good Morning America, Today Show, and all the morning talk shows. Well, two things I want to make sure that you know about. One, Go check out her website, the Smart Dating Academy website. She has tons of resources, programs, and coaching all there to help you find, as Bella says, the lid to your pot. 
And you may not know it, but she has her own fabulous podcast with great guests and lots of wonderful insights and tips from Bella herself. So go to smartdatingacademy.com to find both all of those resources and the podcast, or you can find the Smart Dating Academy podcast on all major podcast outlets. Stay tuned for more from Wendy Sterling as we continue our discussion on her new book, Divorce Sucks, Now What? And how the five steps she lays out will get you started on your divorce recovery. The first thing is, is owning your part in the marriage falling apart. Marriage takes two people, right? I could have sat here and blamed my ex-husband. He's the one who had the affair. He blew up our family, X, Y, and Z. Sure, he chose that. But I also played a role in my marriage falling apart. And so it really wasn't until I started owning these, what some people may call flaws within themselves, to really start looking at myself and going, man, yeah, I did that. And I'm not going to do that again. If you are finding this episode helpful, be sure to listen to last week's episode with Fatia Serentopoulou, where we explored the physical and emotional boundaries that are needed for healthy relationships and breakups. We need to learn how to have boundaries in the same house and respect the other person's boundaries and voice our own boundaries without that meaning that we are being judgy or strict or imposing or or being too rigid. And now we return to today's show. There's no magic wand and it doesn't, the fairy dust does not come down from the sky. I love this because it's making me think of you as like the turbo, like you're the turbo (laughs) charge of moving through the process. But I, I, something that you're saying, you know, we're talking about divorce here, but this really is something growth and change and unlearning, you know, all of our patterns and and getting in touch with our values, all of this is are things that come into play anytime there's a major disruption or change in our lives. I know you and I, just before we talked, I went through my, you know, five minute spiel about how much I hate living in the winter because I had to move to Chicago. That's like this repetitive thing in my mind. I know at the time of your divorce, you also dealt with another major upheaval in your life that your mom had a diagnosis, and that's a completely separate thing, but impacts things in your life. Yes. So as part of my story, um, the day that I asked my now ex-husband for a divorce was also the same day that I found out that my mom was rushed to the hospital with ovarian cancer. and talk about, you know, in the same day, losing my rocks in my life. Um, My mom, my mom was fine up until that day. And it ended up being a journey that she and I walked together. Um, You know, don't get me wrong, we both walked a pity party journey for, for a little while together and and held hands through through that. And, you know, had many calls where we deserved it. Yes, (laughs) as did she. But ultimately, what we ended up being for one another was such a huge support system. Um, You know, my mom teaching me the power of what is possible when you change your mindset and the strength that comes from that. And what she also taught me was living 
that life is now, that you can't keep wondering or living in the past, that you don't know how much time you have left. And you better believe that I'm going to make the best of every day that I have moving forward. My mom on the other side, or on the flip side, was seeing me going through this unforeseen, like my ex-husband was the last person you would have thought would have blown, been a part of blowing up our family. My mom just kept saying to me, she's like, you are so strong. Like my mom was seeing me as strong. I was seeing her as strong. She was also seeing me as like navigating this new path, this unchartered path with poise and kindness and respect, even though, don't get me wrong, I had days where it was not so good, but we were showing one another. It was almost like we were reflecting to one another in the mirror of what was possible. And so one of the concepts that I talk about in my book is is how my mom and I really went through this metamorphosis. And it was almost like we were both kind of either in like a Siamese twin cocoon or we were just in, you know, cocoons side by side. But ultimately, what ended up coming out on the other side is my mom should have died within a year of her diagnosis, and she got four and a half years. I am so grateful for that. It taught me really that you can soar and create the life that you desire on the other side if you invest in changing, right? It's a metamorphosis. You've got to convert yourself. You've got to go from the caterpillar to the butterfly and whatever the butterfly looks like for you is your path. And however long that path goes, it goes. Um, you know, my mom ironically comes to me as a butterfly, you know, and it's happened a million times since she has passed. And it's something that I'm so grateful for having, well, I, I would do anything to have my mother come back to life. I mean, in a heartbeat, I would, I would do anything. But at the same time, I know that she's still with me. And she's with me spiritually in a way that she's able to support me better than she was when she was here on earth. And so it's almost like she's still soaring. She's soaring in a new place and she's still sending me messages from where it is that she is and vice versa. So I still feel that connection to her. And she's really just been kind of that, you know, she's always been that source of, of hope and inspiration for me. It's interesting. My dad passed away just about 10 years ago and he comes to me through my phone, which I know is people are going to think I'm insane, but it's when I, I used to call my dad to talk to him about like random things all the time. I still will pick up my phone. Like I'll be walking along. I'll go, Oh, there's, Oh, I should send a picture of that to dad or I call him about the Michigan game or whatever it might be. (laughs) And, but in those moments, I feel like we're, I just don't have to use the phone anymore. We're still able to communicate. And, Mm. you know, I, as people are going through their, their healing journey, or, you know, a lot of the people who are listening right now are maybe not even step one into their journey. What are some tips you would give them? Some real concrete things that like in this moment they can do to start turning forward, to start looking toward their future. Yeah. You know, I love this question because we don't think about this, but it's, again, it's, it's easy to do. It just takes the initiative and the desire And regardless of where it is that you are or whatever the negative voices that are coming up inside of your head, the first thing is, is owning your part 
in the marriage falling apart, right? Now, there's a lot of steps that come before this, but I'm saying this as, as one step that will get you there because marriage takes two people, right? I could have sat here and blamed my ex-husband. He's the one who had the affair. He blew up our family, X, Y, and Z. Sure, he chose that, but I also played a role in my marriage falling apart. So it really wasn't until I decided to say, oh, yeah, I was a really bad communicator. Oh, yeah. I picked fights to get attention like a two-year-old. Oh, yeah, I didn't work. I didn't make my marriage a priority. And so it really wasn't until I started owning these, what some people may call flaws within themselves, to really start looking at myself and going, man, yeah, I did that. And I'm not going to do that again. If you don't find yourself, if you don't put yourself first, right, I am not a proponent of jumping and going out on the dating bandwagon immediately thereafter. Or if, you know, or if somebody cheated and you're like, screw you, I'm just going to go date up a storm and let's see how you feel. They don't care. They're not watching you the way that you're watching them. That's just a reality. And so until you're able to really take ownership of who you were to own and take responsibility, that's really step number one. Step number two is really just making a vow of like, you know what? I forgive myself. I forgive myself for showing up in that way. That was the best way I knew how, right? I didn't have a very big toolkit when I was married. I didn't come from a family where communication was like this amazing concept. I came from a family where it was like, you know, play the good girl role and listen to your family and agree with everything that they say and smile and sit pretty and marry the doctor or the lawyer the way that I was supposed to as an, you know, as a first generation born here in the US, right? So it really wasn't until I learned to say like, oh, I forgive myself. And I'm talking a lot more right now, especially even on my podcast about the power of forgiveness, because until you own it, take responsibility, move into a place where you can forgive yourself, you're not going to get into that place where you're going to get unstuck. And what forgiveness gives you is power. It gives you love. It gives you respect. It gives you gratitude. It just opens this massive door that you are holding back for from yourself. And it's not about forgiving your spouse. I mean, I, at the time I was like, screw him. I'm not, (laughs) are you kidding? (laughs) Why would I forgive him? It's all his fault. Exactly. But, but once I started saying like, you know what, Wendy, you did the best you knew how with the toolkit that you had. And guess what? You can go buy, you can go get a wrench and you can go get a hammer and you can go get a fancy, you know, power tool that you've never had before. You just have to go out and and invest in like learning about it and where to buy it. And, you know, it's the same type of a metaphor, you guys. And honestly, like those two things, three-ish, two and a half, <laughs> you know, <laughs> two point five responsibility, owning it and self-forgiveness are the three like biggest steps that you can start taking today to really jump start and get yourself into into that momentum that I know that you so desperately want. Such a wonderful 2.53, whatever we yeah. want to call it, because <laughs> that starting with, I could hear it in my head, the minute you said you have to own your own role in the, the demise of that relationship, I could hear out there in listener land, yeah, but, yeah, but it's his fault. Yeah, but it's her fault. Yeah, but I didn't do anything wrong. And I'll, I'll be very honest with everyone. Yeah, you did. 
there's it's it's not that you had to have actively brought about the the end of the relationship. It's how did you get into that relationship and how did that relationship function? What role did you play in that? As you said, not a great communicator. I always say when I look back on the person who was married to my first husband, because I spent a very long time blaming him for everything. Um, he did things that made that easy. But I now look back at her. I don't like her very much. I have um, compassion for her. Yes. But her behaviors and her coping mechanisms led her to do some things that were not right and were not mm -hmm. a part of who I believe I am today. And I had to forgive myself for what she did because it's a hundred percent what you just said. She did the best she could. It wasn't that great, but, but I have moved on and I'm a different person. And in that place, that is where you find your strength, your hope, your ability to rebuild, to get to that place. I mean, I, I, for those of you who uh, there's going to be some video shorts of this episode, go find some of those. You have to see Wendy's face. I mean, you just have to see that's a happy face. See my face. It's a happy face. If you are sitting in that moment of time thinking that divorce is this like never ending abyss of unhappiness, it, it, it ends. It's a finite time. We talk about this all the time. And that future is out there. But if you want to turbocharge your, your trip to the future, now I feel like we're going to get, get in a DeLorean. I know. I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the metaphor is flying. <laughs> you know, you can get to that place. And the one thing I want to just end, you know, with is my listeners who have heard your journey because you you spoke with us two years ago, you spoke with us a year ago about how hard co-parenting can be. Where are you at with your ex today? How how have things come full circle? Yeah, you know, we I went from despising this man more than life itself to we are now really really close friends. I mean, we're probably better friends now than we were the last 5 years of our marriage. Um, you know, we co-parent in you know, the best way possible that we know how it, it, but it took time. I mean, and honestly, it took me changing. So I hear this all the time from people where they're like, well, he's the one who has to change and he's the one who this and he's the one who that. And what I try to educate about is that it doesn't matter how the other person shows up. It's about how you show up because the energy that you bring into that relationship they're going to pick up on. So they're going to essentially react to what is showing up on the other side. And I'll never forget the moment when I finally looked at him and said, you know what? I realize that I keep punishing you for things you did years ago and that stops today. And so I started showing up differently. And all of a sudden I got this version of him that I was like, oh my God, this is the co-parent I've always wanted to interact with. And it's not because he's changed. He's the same freaking person <laughs> that he was. It's me that has changed. And because of it, what I will say is that 
My kids notice the difference. My kids feel less tension between the two of us. They, you know, like I'll never forget. There was one moment where, you know, my ex-husband and I, like he, he had hugged me about, we were at a high school interview and I talk about this actually in the book and we embraced and my kids like took out their phone and my son was like snapping pictures. Like we got to document this mom and dad are hugging. And that's just the relationship we have now. Like what I will say is that just because your relationship looks the way it does today, today does not mean that that is how your relationship is going to look in in two months, in six months, in a year, in two years. If you had asked me six years ago, and my best friend will attest to this, she's like, Wendy, you don't know that this is the way it's going to be. I said, you've got to be kidding me. If you think he and I are ever going to be co-parents and I'm going to like this man, you've got another thing coming. Coming. Guess what? I get to eat my words now because, you know, like anything is possible. All it takes is you changing. Your life will change around you when you shift your energy and you shift the way that you think. That was the game changer for me and and in my relationship with him. And oh my God, I was just telling Susan, I'm like, yeah, can the kids come to this? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, can you help me with that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's about the kids. It's not about us. It's about what's in our kids' best interest now. I, I mean, I love hearing, and I know that doesn't happen for everyone, six years, 10 years, a hundred years down the road, but it <laughs> does happen. And, and what you just focused on is what I always hear that that is what makes the difference. And it is not changing your ex, it's the change within. And that's what you do every day as you work with your clients, as you do your programs, and now with the book. So let's make sure we everybody knows. I know you've created a special website just for the book. That is, it's super easy, folks, because it's the title of the book, com. And then there's your coaching um, website, your full website, which is wendysterling.net. What else would you like people to know? Well, I also have my own podcast, which Susan has been a guest of as well. So you guys can definitely check that out. It's called the Divorced Woman's Guide Podcast. It's on pretty much every single platform. Uh, If you guys want to also follow me on social media, my handle is Divorce Rehab with Wendy across, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you name it probably Twitter too at this point. So we're, I'm everywhere. I appreciate you, Susan, for the work. I mean, you really had such an instrumental part in not only introducing me into this amazing community that I feel very fortunate to be a part of, but you also guided me on my path when I started this process so many years ago. So I just want to say a final thank you to you and to just the wealth of information that you gift everybody on a daily basis. So thank you for having me. It really, this has been amazing. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for what you're doing. And I'm so glad that the book is out there and everyone divorce Yay. sucks. Now what? There's so much what there's so much <laughs> what. <laughs> so tune in to Wendy's podcast, make sure that you go to wendysterling.net and get the book. Thank you so much for joining us, Wendy. People get turbocharged in your divorce rehab to your what and check out Wendy's book and, and Wendy. Thank you so much, Wendy, for coming. Thank you, Susan. 
Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.